You're listening to Beyond 1894, a podcast dedicated to updating you on research, innovation, and campus life happening at Louisiana Tech University. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. This is Teddy Allen with University Communications, Carter Carroll on the board, and a special guest today, Lane Burroughs. Lane, who is the head of the engineering department here. Wait a minute. That's not right. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> Keep going with that. That sounds a lot better. Lane's our head baseball coach. Lane, thanks for making time for us today, man. Are you kidding me? Thank y'all for having me. This is awesome. Get me out of the office and over here to Wiley Tower and can't beat it. I just walk in this building and feel smarter. <laughs> this is the Wiley and, Tower. And richer learning. and better. Yeah. This is the Beyond 1894 podcast. And of course, it's the academic side of the school. Uh, Lane is the head baseball coach. Not that he doesn't care about academics, he does deeply. And your team is really shown out. Who's our, um, introduce our um, academic advisor to everyone? Ryan Amaday does right. a tremendous job Correct. over there in the. Uh, academic center I mean, this year I mean we had well we'll get into this I'm sure but uh, we had our banquet Friday night so a lot of this fresh in my mind we had three academic all-americans this Both. past year and in the history of our program we had had one thank you so three in one year we tied Stanford uh, for the most <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, yeah so I don't know who that is but they got a pretty good academic uh, institution as well but still Netterville Hunter Wells and Jonathan Fincher um, all academic, all American. So to me, that's the that's the toughest and best one because you got to be really good at both disciplines. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be a really good student and a really good ball player. You can't just be good at one. Always, like I said the other night, you can't hit two fifty and have a four zero, and then vice versa. You can't hit five hundred and have a two one. So you have to be really good. It's uh, but very very proud of those young men. Yeah, they uh, helped Tech to a forty two win season last year, and we'll get to that and talk about the upcoming season, but did want to mention they're getting it done academically over on the Diamond um, and also getting it done athletically. Uh, Jonathan and Steele plan to be uh, medical doctors, I believe. That's that's their plan, and uh, you know what? they uh, My doctor that I use where I grew up, I have the same doctor, and you he's getting ready to, to retire, so I need those guys to <laughs> get on through medical school so I can have a new doctor. You know, I was the guy when I was 19, I, the pediatrician told me it's time to – find a new doctor to me i just kept going back to my child doctor there so, but yes they're both <laughs> they're once both going to t- medical school yeah so once you get taller than me you need that's to right he said it's time to find a new doctor so excited about those guys in the future ahead of them well we were having a university communications meeting in this very conference room where we're at now on the 12th floor wiley tower and deciding what you know some upcoming podcasts and everybody said let's get lane I said, Lane, wow. the baseball coach? Yeah, let's get Lane <laughs> over here. And uh, we can talk about baseball plus some academic stuff and just tech in general and talk about Lane. And I think from last spring, um, just the magic that happened in a couple of weekends, the whole town got caught up in Bulldog baseball. It was a, a wonderful time, something that we can never duplicate. Um, tell us about the, you know, your, your feelings with the fellas over there and with the city of Ruston and the new – J.C. Love Ballpark, uh, the the conference tournament, and then the regional. It, it was unbelievable. You know, obviously we knew going in you're, you're going to host the Conference USA tournament. And from a coaching perspective, when you get that news, you kind of get a little anxiety because now we need to make the conference tournament. <laughs> we got to make sure we're in it. Uh, there's that added pressure, and fortunately we played well enough. And it couldn't have worked out any better for us and our fans and Rustin. Is we I hate to say it, but we got in the loser's bracket 
on day two. So, therefore, mm-hmm. we played every day, including two games in one day, and we made it to the championship. So, as far as people coming in and being able to see baseball, uh, it couldn't have worked out any better. And, you know, that Saturday, I think May 29th is the date. Correct. Um, that it, you know, when Dr. Geis told me at, after the game, this is the greatest day in Louisiana Tech baseball history, that's all I needed to hear. And, uh, you know, when all of it's going on, you don't really – I know me, you don't really – we're just trying to win. We're trying to score. We're trying to keep them from scoring. And I don't think you understand what's really happening mm-hmm. in the two walk-offs. And, you know, you, you look at a guy like Cade Hodges. I brought him up at the banquet the other night that this is a young man. Let's just call it what it is. He had the yips. Uh, he started out as a midweek starter. And we can talk about Netterville and Matulia's walk-offs that day. But Cade, he essentially, he didn't travel with us for a month or two and just went away and tried to figure out his issue. And he comes in, we're down eight to nothing against Southern Miss, and uh, he comes in and makes them like it. And if he doesn't do that, there ain't no pump it up. We never hear that song. Uh, there ain't no Saturday uh, doubleheader sweep against Southern mm-hmm. Miss, both walk offs, and there's no regional host. We don't host, they do, we don't. And, uh, you know, a young man like that, it kind of gets lost what he did. We're two runs from being run ruled out of the tournament. He comes in and shuts them down, gives us a chance. He and, pitched four or five. Yeah, oh, it was incredible. It was and he had, you know, just the the way he was able to go out and do that. And that's what our program's all about. It's what we talk about. We we have a slogan called "We don't move." And uh, I brought that up. You know, that's a young man. He didn't move. He kept he kept showing up, kept coming, and kept working. And um, you know, just very proud of a young man like that. But those two weeks were unbelievable. Uh, obviously, when you when you get into the summer and you have time to decompress and really think about it, and you start now, you start getting the texts from um, people all over town, former from former lady texters. <laughs> I mean, you know, they know what it's about to win, and just uh, bragging on our program and being there. That's when it really hits you that wow, man, this was this was pretty cool what we were able to do. Yeah, the baseball gods really um, lined things up for the Bulldogs again. You got a new ballpark. The city of Ruston got to be. A part of it, you just happen to play your arch rival Southern Miss, you're down by 100 runs, come back yeah. and win it. Uh, it's a magical Saturday, uh, and nobody will ever forget it. Of course, that happened then. This is fixing to be a new year, but nobody can ever take that away. And then the next weekend hosting the regional, I remember y'all had beat Alabama, which was a game you, sh- you probably should win, but, God, what if you don't? But you did, and I'm, I was told to take a box score up to you in your office, and you're sitting – behind your desk and you're you know what 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 just, what just happened <laughs> i said that a lot those two what weeks just what just happened fix and play another game um so a bunch of fun and again the first time the bulldogs had got to host a regional okay let's talk about how you got to be a baseball coach you grew up in meridian mississippi i did yes sir and do you remember the first team you played for yeah i was played with the astros uh t-ball we right. were the astros uh sertoma club sponsored and uh as far as i lived in a little community called sicalina right outside meridian mm-hmm. so i played you know peewee ball with sicalina and then my dad actually lived in meridian he was a city slicker i guess in meridian oh, Mississippi. so we right. lived out in the country and <laughs> right. so i wanted to move to i wanted to play in town so we used his address you know sometimes you got to do those things snake yeah and uh i ended up getting drafted by point rexall that was and here's a story i'll be quick and brief but I guess I can tell this years later. He worked on the railroad with a young with a with a man who coached the team, and this was all a setup. I went to the draft. I didn't know any of these kids, and I was to Teddy. You coached mm-hmm. little league ball and all. You know, at the draft, I was told not to do good. So they throw me a pop up, and I miss it on purpose. And all the kids are laughing. I'm starting to get heated. They roll me a ground ball, and 
I let it go between Clean my legs, and all these kids are happy. Oh, my gosh, who's this guy? And I'm not happy about it, but I did what I was told. I was a good soldier, and I went the number two pick. So I'm sure when they got in that meeting and they picked the kid that was missing balls, they were like, okay, we just got to hustle. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a vivid memory. Uh, I can take you to that park where that happened. Beautiful. All the young kids in Meridian. Was the kid who got picked ahead of you, was he better than you? Probably so. I don't, I don't remember who that was, but – I would think probably if he was the number one pick, yeah. That's so, a good question, who that would have been. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Okay, Point Mississippi, so it's Point Rexall. Point Rexall Drugs, yep. And I've got a picture of that team. I think y'all were orange and white. <laughs> orange, one? blue, and white, okay. yeah. We Don't sure sleep were. on Yeah, that, that's right. We'll get you. And you were fast. That was my one skill. What was really... the best part of your game besides speed? And you batted leadoff, I think. My whole life I was a leadoff hitter. You know, just I could defend in the outfield. I was a catcher my whole life coming up. I caught from the time I was eight years old till I got to high school, made the high school team in eighth grade. And mm -hmm. Our coach oh. basically told us – or told me, he said, if you want to play as a ninth grader, uh, there had only been three ninth graders ever start. And he said, you can play, but you're going to have to move the outfield because we had a catcher that was one year ahead of me. And I was like, I want on the field. Let's go. So I, I moved to center field, and that's I never came back out of the outfield. And you've had to tell players that before, right? Oh, absolutely. You want to get on the field. Absolutely. We got to find you a spot. That's right. This other guy's going to defensively. We got him there. No okay. doubt. Um, so you went through takes through your college. The last time you played on a college team. Yeah, I went to uh, went to junior college, Meridian Community College, and we had a tremendous, tremendous team. We uh, played in the Junior College World Series, first first team at that institution to do it. And, Where at? Uh, in Grand Junction, Colorado. So, oh, uh, I bet that was a fun Oh, trip. it was fun. It was fun. We had a blast, and uh, we played three games. Uh, lost the first one, big leaguer, a future big leaguer beat us, and then ended up winning a game and lost. And then went to Mississippi College after that, um, played there two years, got my – bachelor's degree and my master's that's where I started coaching um was actually just you know I, I got a criminal justice degree I wanted to be in the FBI or secret service and arrest the bad guys and our <laughs> and our coach are you, are you packing co right now uh, no I'm not but <laughs> our coach said hey I want you to GA for me I'll pay for your master's oh well, yeah I'll do that I'll get my master's degree criminal justice and he's paying for it why not and it kind of got in my blood. I kind of like this coaching thing, so that's how it started. Honestly, it can't get it. it once it's in there, coach, it's that's right. uh, you can't get it out. We'll talk about that some more in a second. The future big leader who beats y'all is who? His name was Jose Rosado. He pitched for the Kansas City Royals. Rosado, yeah, he, Rosado, yeah lefty. He <laughs> can't believe that happened. He was at Galveston College. Mm -hmm. Uh, is where he played. I believe his first name was Jose. It was Rosado. And, uh, yeah, about four years later, he's in the All-Star game. So, you don't feel quite as bad when he's pitching in the All-Star game. What did he have? A, you batted right, right? I batted right. Okay, what did he have? Breaking ball. Okay, and, I mean, obviously had velocity. But, really, I can remember really, really good hammer. He had that nose-to-toes uh -huh. breaking ball that a lot of them tend to have. Uh Gosh, it's hard to hit a baseball. I was talking to one of our softball players yesterday. Lindsey Edwards plays yeah. third base. She was freshman of the year. A couple years ago, she's coming out, had a broken arm. She, she, it was so such a pleasure to talk to her. She had a strawberry on her calf. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, she's a ball player. I said, I don't know how y'all hit it from 40-something feet. Mm -hmm. Do you have an appreciation for softball hitters? Oh, my hitters? gosh. Absolutely. It's <laughs> amazing. It, no question. And just their game, when you watch it, and it's so exciting, it's nonstop action, and it's like they're playing – 
in a living room. Right. You know, it's like it's everything. They're right on top of each other. Everything's happening so fast. You're like, my goodness, right. it's just a totally different game. Yeah, but of course, to, yeah. Yeah, just to give them some public. 23 games, uh, home games are scheduled over at Billy Bundrick Field. So uh, get out there to watch them. And we'll talk about Lane and them starting their schedule uh, here in a couple weeks against Wichita State. That's on February the 18th. They're going to play three at beautiful J.C. Love Field. Okay, you said you were GA and, and it, coaching got in your blood, mm-hmm. but you tried to be a grown-up, and you went and got an actual physical job. Did you do some research about so told Tell you us story? about that. Was oh, it in Memphis? Man. Where did Moved you? Moved to Memphis. I took a job with roadway trucking. Uh, bought me a new big green Ford F-150 truck, and – um, I remember my payment was three ninety nine a month. Mm, that's a and lot. And went and of got money. me in a, a nice apartment, South Haven, Mississippi. And on the third day of that job, I walked out the door, didn't come back. <laughs> so, uh, was not for me. And I remember getting a job at East Mississippi Junior College, Last Chance U. I guess it mm. was Last Chance U for my coaching career. Okay. And, uh, lived in the dorm, got three meals a day, and I made four hundred a month. So after I paid my truck note. I had one dollar. I had one dollar to, to, to spend on myself, take my girlfriend, now wife, out. Do whatever you wanted to we do. We had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I think you caught that. We'll talk about Susan in a second. Susan's maiden name Parker. Mm-hmm. Susan Parker Burroughs. Uh, I think you called Susan and your dad to come get you in Memphis or told him you were. I did. I'm Absolutely. Done. You know, this, right. the, as I, I have told you this story, and I was not in a good place. And it was, it was December. And they come and got my stuff. And Susan was working. She's a nurse. She had a real job. She actually had an apartment. And all that. She was a grown up, and she was dating she a had child. More than one dollar. Yeah, she money did. And uh, I remember going over. I told you this story. Now I know. Uh, going over to her apartment and watching "It's a Wonderful Life." It came on that night because it was two weeks before Christmas, and I was like, "I'm gonna watch this movie." I've been hearing about it. And by the time it was over, I mean, I always say that movie kind of changed my life. It really touched me. So it's every Christmas, it's tradition. We watch It's a Wonderful Life. I'm glad you got out of the trucking business. And yes, went into I, it wouldn't have went business. well. I'm glad you went <laughs> to the baseball business. Okay, Susan, uh, y'all met early on in your career as a human being. Yes. Actually, in the fourth grade, she, 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 she moved from the city, from Meridian. Her uh-huh. parents got divorced, so she came out to West Lauderdale and – yeah, uh, she claims, she tells the story when she asked a girl who I was, which I'm sure all the girls were asking who I was, Teddy, at that time in the fourth grade. It's, <laughs> it's, I've got a picture I of you kid, back there. I You're a cute kid, long, uh, flowing, and long, yeah, oh, long yeah. hair, yeah. You're rocking it. And, <laughs> and she told that girl, that's gonna, I'm going to marry that guy in the fourth grade. She said that? She claims it still to this day. So we started dating in the ninth grade. And I thought it yeah, was the, the eighth. I guess. But I'm sure not, we were boyfriend girlfriend. Well, we couldn't really go on dates. It but. was January what when you tenth, asked? Yep, of tenth what? to be my girlfriend right. of 1986 so or seven. I just think yeah, it's fascinating that you remember that day. Yep. It says a lot for Susan Parker. Yep. Um, so you went up to Susan. You said, "Do you want to go with me?" I could tell you. I can tell you <laughs> what happened. I was watching an NFL playoff game. I remember the Broncos <laughs> playing, and she knocked on my door. Oh, at the and house? At the house. I was like, you know, when you're that age and a girl's at your door, you you, you kind of want to run and hide. I, and I was know. like, what I is she not doing not. here? And, uh, she had had her mom drop her off on the way to church. And, yeah, so she came in and visited with us and I asked her, to, yeah, you, you want to go, go with, with me? me? I don't know where we were going. But <laughs> okay. She said, yeah, she did want to go with me. Well, y'all have been going together for a good while now. <laughs> we, so a it's long all time, yes. Out. 
she's we love we love oh susan. yeah she's and best. susan gets it as far as baseball goes and she gets it when y'all are somewhere and people have talked to you she just gets goes on no oh, absolutely she's been she knew what she was getting into right. trust me so yeah she is the mvp okay let's talk about some of your players um you lost – I mean, you're getting used to penciling in mm. some studs at the top of the lineup. So, what can uh, fans expect this year? Well, we got five everyday starters back in the lineup, so that's a good thing. But, when you you know, you did lose Wells and Bates and Garcia. When you talk about Hunter Wells, you talk about the all-time hits leader in three years. He broke the all-time hits record. And when you talk about Parker Bates, he's the all-time games played uh, leader here at Louisiana Tech. So, two very, very integral parts of – our program and what we were able to do, and it's those guys were good. They were they were clutch, especially Wells. I mean, it, you're gonna miss that. It was you fun, see. wasn't it? it I'm Watching telling you. Hit. And we always felt like last year it didn't happen a lot if we could turn our lineup back over and just get Taylor back to the plate because here comes Wells, here comes no, Bates. Got we got a chance, and it happened a lot. So, uh, but we do got Young will be back. You got McConnell, you got Matulia, Netterville, Corona, Brantley, um, who's had showed signs of being a really good player. So. Uh, Darius Myers is another one that uh, he's been in the lineup a lot. So we got some really good hitters. It's somebody's just going to have to step up and uh, and uh, take the play. I don't know if you can, but kind of where, where Wells and Bates left off uh, in those clutch positions and were able to deliver for us uh, so much throughout the course of their career. We'll see, and you get to start watching them again February 18th. Wichita State comes in for three. LSU comes in on the 23rd. Tulane will be here. It's just a really – challenging schedule um talk for a second about or let me ask you about the team captains you mentioned parker bates and you i think yesterday or day before recently you announced some all-time bulldog guys yeah bulldog men's what we call them i wanted to start that uh, a few years ago and matt miller our current assistant coach he was our friday night guy and chris clayton he was our catcher they were the inaugural bulldog men and it ain't just about being good players uh, it's everything. It encompasses a lot of stuff, and they put the program before their their individual stats and all that. You can depend on these guys. They're foxhole guys, and you know I can remember. I said this the other night. We named Steel Netterville. We named Taylor Young, uh, Parker Bates, and Jonathan Fincher, and they're forever captains. Their their pictures go up on the wall. And awesome. They're captains at for Louisiana Tech baseball forever. You know, it's uh, kind of wanted to do it like the Yankees. They've only had 15 or 16 captains and currently do not have one since Jeter retired. And they actually went 30 years, I think, between Garrig and Munson. There was no captain. So it's not just and, – and we've all named captains or the team vote, and it turns out into a popularity contest. And I've had team captains let me down, you know, it's uh, that end up not playing or maybe don't even finish the year with us. So this, is, this isn't a thing we, we take lightly. Uh, but I can remember Taylor Young, I said this the other night, him and Steele, after naming Matt Miller and Chris Clayton Bulldog men three years ago, him coming up to him and he said, that's going to be me and Steele one day. He said that. He said, we're going to be up there. You can mark my word. You're going to be naming us Bulldog men. And he's a humble guy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that he took that to heart and no doubt said, I'm going to earn it. It means something. So uh, very proud of those guys. And, you know, they were um, – it was good to name that. Parker couldn't be with us the other night. He's currently playing with – Kansas City Royals, their organization, and he had to go to Kansas City for a mini instructional league, so he couldn't be there. But his mom and dad, David and Melinda, were there. And to be able to call them up, you know, you could see the, the chins quivering. and it was, heart. it was just a special moment. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of put myself – I couldn't imagine being a parent 
and you know that's kind of the climax of the night you know the bulldog men and we hand them those big pictures that are going up on the wall and it's, it's a big deal yeah and parker bates if you follow him on social media he did post it it was just you know bulldog baseball's meant the world to him it's life-changing for him and and what a wonderful family they were always at the ballpark he had a pretty big hit absolutely those uh, two magical weekends that the bulldogs ended the season on um okay what's the steal sign well, we we, I'm, we do I'm sure we do you'll change it, we do so. have a steel sign. We rarely put it on, but we what we go with usually is the green light sign. Okay, so if that's on you, you if, if we got runners and we feel like a lot of our guys have the green light, like Taylor Young, he can run anytime he wants. Sure. You know, he knows the game. The baseball IQ is off the charts, but uh, we rarely put a steal on. It'll be a run and hit or a hit okay. and run, but we just have a green light. And we also have a red light, meaning don't. Do we're not running right now. Do not run. So, you know, so that's – I wouldn't okay. – I don't even know well, if I've put the actual steel sign on since I've been a head coach. I mean – Wow. Well, um, the game's changed. Now, there will be if the green light and the guy isn't running, I will strenuously – is that the word I need to use? Put the green light on. Right. Like, I need you to run right now. So oh, um, I remember the play where Steele was trying to score during the regional or the – and he – you gave him the. You told him to run home, well, and he stopped. I can't remember. Yeah, let's relive. Let's relive that. No, he ended up getting thrown out. <laughs> you know what game get... that was? That was the game. Game one against Southern Miss on that Thank Saturday. That he ended right. up getting the walk off. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of guys through the years. As if I'm coaching third, they have ran through a stop sign. I've never had one stop on a go sign. He's the first one, and he scores easily. But he he decided he. Uh, and I remember thinking, well, everybody's firing me right, right. now. I and, uh, yeah, the, get rid of that guy. He, <laughs> and he got, but um, he ended up, hey, he came back. He ended up getting a big hit to tie the game. And then he got the walk off, uh, double in the gap mm-hmm. to score well. God, so, I love hey, if you're going to you're gonna do that, come back and redeem yourself. Which he and did. he did. Yeah. Is Taylor Young still stealing juicy fruit from your bag during the game? Well, it's extra chewing oh, it's gum. Oh, it's extra. Yeah, eating, he, I mean, chewing. yeah, Taylor, he's got carte blanche <laughs> to my bag. Just keep hitting, keep getting on base, scoring runs, and you can have whatever you want in there. But I knew he was special when he's a freshman. And I told Coach Creel, I said, you need to stay out of my bag and get your own gum. This is Travis, my gum's Travis disappearing. Right. And yeah, Coach Creel, who's now at Southern Miss, and he said, I think you need to talk to your boy Taylor. <laughs> he was a fresh. I said, why? He said, he's in your bag all the time. When you're out there at third, he's in your bag. So. I knew I had something special when a freshman's going uh, through the West Monroe's on. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if anybody loves the game more than him. And I'm just one day last year, I'm driving past the ballpark, and he's walking from Joe I. Stadium. He's got his bat on his shoulder with his glove hooked into his bat. He's got his cleats in his hand in full oh, uniform. Yeah. Just walking to the game like you're going to go yeah, you know, all American, Saturday just, at 10 yes. o'clock. I'll go down to the park <laughs> and see who wants to play ball. That's right. Uh, then, of course, he gets to J.C. Love Fields and bangs out, goes three for four with two runs scored, probably a couple of RBIs. Point Rexall, to, and then we'll wrap this up in just a second. What made Point Rexall so tough to beat? And how old were y'all then, like 11? Nine, nine and 10. That's nine and yeah, 10? My dad was the coach. Correct. He was, yeah. He, what uh, was that bag like? That that didn't that didn't mix well. As a matter of fact, when I was ten, this is a true story, my, we were at practice. I can see the field. I know the yellow field. We were on the yellow field, and uh, me and him were going back and forth at each other. And he said, "I'm done coaching you. We can't be on the field together." And he did. I moved on, and he coached Point Rexall for 15 more years. He was the head coach of Point Rexall, nine and ten year old team for 
probably 15. Oh, God love 16 it. years. That's so. in the 70s. Oh, yeah, 70s and early 80s. That's right. Yep. The the helmet bag. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, the Air National Guard. The we had the green Air National Guard bag, and, and that was, you know, we were – just like uh, you always see, like on Bad News Bears and things, mm-hmm. it, it's exactly, you know, get the helmets. And I can remember strapping it up, and we'd go pick up four or five guys and head to the mm-hmm. park. And, you know, and I was the coach's kid, so I had to make sure all the equipment was rounded up and throw it in the back of the truck. And that was the good old days. It didn't get no better. Yeah, uh, Give the scorebook to some dad or mom That's to right. keep. That's exactly that right. beautiful. Uh, we were talking about this the other day back in the 70s. You get arrested for some of this stuff now, but like the steal sign was if I take a sip of beer in the third base coaching box. You That's know, right. You, <laughs> if I take a drag on a heater, I need you to hold. Well, Thomas <laughs> Lavelle Rube Burroughs, my dad, a uh, train man his whole life, he he was known to probably smoke a cig or two in the dugout with us as as youngsters. We didn't think nothing about it. You know, it's no. just the way it was. So. It was the, the smoking point wreck sauce. <laughs> Oh, that was a lot of fun. God bless guys like your dad who would oh, who would do best. that. Just couldn't wait to get to the park. You know, they work their job and they're thinking about where can I play Timmy and That's Johnny? Right. How can I be true to everybody? That's exactly right. And the beautiful thing was dumping that bat, but back balls, uh, batting helmets, bats. Oh. There's no telling what to fall out of exactly the, the bag. Okay, um, well, this game um, to you is all consuming. I mean, I'm sure when parents come up to you and say, hey, why isn't Joey playing more something? Listen, I think about it 10 times more mm-hmm. than you do. I yeah. know he's your kid, but I don't think about anything else. What What is it that's so appealing to you about it that you're willing to say, okay, I'm going to do this for my career? Yeah, I think one of the things is what I said it the other night when you talk about the Bulldog men, and I told a story about each guy briefly when they were just green as monkey grass freshmen and something they did that just – was not good or made a bad decision on the field and and uh, all of them had a little story or not me not thinking they were going to make it and that's the beauty of it and I said that of doing this job as you see them come in as these green boys and then they leave as they're full grown men I mean they're different they're different socially they're different um, academically and they're just they go from being tiptoeing around and and worried about what coach is thinking and doing to not caring what I'm looking at or doing and, and running the show. So that's what makes it so much fun is just watching them grow and, and competing and being, you know, you can you can be having the worst day of your life, and we're so fortunate. We're, we're in the middle of it. I say stuff all the time, and my wife will say, you live it. Some of these other people don't. So, you, you know, you're used to it. But you could be having the worst day and you walk in a clubhouse or walk on that field, man, and everything's all right. You're around your guys. They make you feel younger and – you know, we, we like to have fun. I know I can be a handful and I can be tough to play for, but, you know, we like to – we joke with each other. I let them come back at me and and uh, we, we have fun. And that's why you do it. But it is all-consuming. You, you can ask my family. We're on vacation and sometimes the recruit calls. i got to sneak off and go take the call. And it never ends. It's it literally – in all coaching, it's it's 365. I mean, it, it's it's never-ending. You can be intense, but you do like to have fun. And I'll tell you what's fun is winning games. You got winning, that right. Winning, That's what I say. You spell fun, W-I-N. Did I spell that right? That's what's yeah. fun. Okay, to wrap this up, before, you, unless you have anything else to add, y'all were jam-packed at the first pitch dinner oh, the other night. Oh, it was such night. a success, yeah. So, the fans have really been, you know, the 10th man on the field, mm-hmm. I think, for you. But just about your fan base – 
Uh, what do you want to say to to that gang? Again, y'all are stuffed back. There ain't even room for the coaches. It really wasn't. Yeah, we and our players, most of them had to stand, which is good. And um, just like I told them the other night, our, our you know our fans, our alumni, <clears throat> our stakeholders, and they don't understand. I think Steele said this perfectly too. Don't understand what they mean to us. And and uh, you, you go back to that. I guess the Southern Miss Saturday, May twenty. They lift us up. Uh, you don't. I don't think they realize it. You lift us up and say you're not losing. You're not going to let our guys feel it. And the other dugout can feel it. They know it's coming. Here they come. They, you know, they pump it up, play it, and the fans are on. Oh, boy. I've been in that dugout at other places. You're like, they're coming, and we can't stop them. They got them behind them, and that's what we envisioned. We took the job here, and that's what we wanted, and hopefully we can continue to build this, have another great year. we got another great schedule, and, and uh, we just appreciate our fans so much and the loyalty they show to us and all our sports here at Louisiana Tech. Go to LaTechSports.com uh, to uh, look the schedule again. Wichita State comes in for three, February the 18th through the 20th. Can't wait for Bulldog baseball. Lane, thanks for what you've brought to the program. And, and uh, um, it's been a while since baseball has been like this in Ruston. Uh, maybe some of us have forgot what we were missing. I hadn't, but um, – it's it's just been a joy. So best wishes to you. It's a hard game to play. It is. But y'all are out there duking it out and uh, and making a lot of people happy. Thanks. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? I would just uh, invite everybody out. Another good schedule, and uh, we're looking forward to to kicking it off against Wichita State. And then you got LSU and Tulane, like you said, first seven at home. Really good opponents. And um, thank you to everybody that comes out and supports us. And I appreciate y'all having me on today. This has been fun. It's been a blast. Don't forget that uh, the last weekend in February, I think Point Rexall is going to come to play <laughs> the Bulldogs. You don't want to miss that. Get your tickets now. Go to latexsports.com slash tickets, 257-3631 for season tickets to watch the Diamond Dogs. Thanks, Lane. Thank you. Till next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.